This podcast is brought to you by Primary Intelligence, the leader in win-loss analysis, focused on helping businesses uncover the unique story of how each sales rep can win more deals. Hey everyone, and welcome to another edition of Sales Intelligence Weekly from Primary Intelligence. I'm your host, Ryan Queller. Okay, guys, so today we have actually a really interesting topic that we're going to be exploring, right? We're going to be exploring ideas around guiding the digital buyer. We'll cover the importance of creating a personalized digital experience for your buyers, how to use conversational intelligence to create better opportunities for sales, and we'll also look at how the digital buying journey impacts the sales process for your reps, and there will be more. Uh, today, helping me in this conversation, we have the venerable, the dynamic Aurelia Solomon, Director of Product Marketing at Drift. Aurelia, thank you for joining us. Thank you so much for having me. Happy to be here. So before we get into the conversation, you need to spill the beans a little bit. Tell us a little bit about you. Tell us a little bit about Drift. Absolutely. So a little bit about me. I, um, I as as Uh, You said I am the Director of Product Marketing here at Drift. I've been at Drift for about a year and a half um, and I've experienced quite a a lot of growth. I think I was under the 200 mark of employees and we are above 600 now. So really exciting growth at Drift. Um, And a little bit, uh, I started my career in sales, had a quota, carrying a bag, um, loved that side of the business. And then I discovered product marketing and have never uh, turned back since then. Um, so I've been in uh, B2B enterprise product marketing for about seven years um, in a few different industries of health tech, energy software, food tech, and, and now obviously Drift in the MarTech sales tech space. Um, a little bit about Drift, uh, if I just boil it down to be pretty simple, our mission is to make business buying frictionless, more enjoyable, more human, right? Like we want it to be easy to buy. Um, and so that's as consumers, we have the experience, right, of getting what we need easily and quickly. And we want to bring that same that same experience to B2B. And so we really believe in putting the buyer first and making it easy for them to start a conversation with your business anytime, anywhere, any way they want, right? Whether that's a video uh, or a, a live chat conversation, a phone call, whatever it is. Um, and helping businesses then with the insights and tools they need to be able to meet your buyers in the way that they want, right? With the right content, creating those really personalized experiences. Um, And we do this with our conversational marketing and conversational sales solutions, um, which really bring together chat, email, video, and AI to power those right conversations at the right time between your buyers and sellers. Okay, so you've clearly got some passion around product marketing. Tell me, you know, when you felt when you discovered product marketing, what was it the draw? Why, why the the instantaneous never look back yes to product marketing? Yeah, uh, great question. So I had never heard of the function before, um, and I was looking. I lived in New York City at the time. I was looking to move to Boston, and I stumbled in. To product marketing, this woman um, was director of product marketing at a company called Enernock, and she's now the VP of product marketing at Toast. So I've worked for her again. Um, and she told me that you get to work with customers and prospects and think about how do you go to market? And that includes how do you bring products, you know, commercialize them with naming, messaging and positioning, pricing and packaging, getting to work with sales. Um, and that sounded so interesting to me because it's so cross-functional. Um, and that's what continues to be 
you know, what excites me about product marketing. It's one, we are storytellers. We're the voice of the customer. So you get to stay so close to the market and you get to work with everyone across the whole business and, and kind of always thinking about the full business picture rather than when I was a seller and, you know, you're focused on your book of business, which is fun to grow, um, to grow that. But I like the, the bigger picture feel. Love that. Okay. So you are a good person to help us bracket around this idea of guiding the, the digital buyer. I mean, that's, that's really every buyer at this point, you're digital buying first, and then you're buying with humans later. Uh, if you ever get to that point, tell me, Let's start this off with with this this question. Let's get a little context. How has the buyer's journey changed over the past few years? Yeah, I mean, I think you nailed it. Uh, you know, with what you just said, Ryan. It's really transitioned to being hundred percent digital, basically, right? I think last year McKinsey put out a report that said about seventy five percent of buyers prefer digital, self serve, and, and remote human interactions. I have to imagine that seventy five percent has gone nearly to to 100 um, since uh, last year. Um, And so what's really interesting about this is as it's moved to digital, right, it it means that buyers are more reliant on marketing content, right, because they're doing so much of their research before, you know, even engaging with a human, as you said. And what's most interesting is we're seeing the blend of that B2C you know, of you and I, right, on Netflix or anything that Amazon that we do as consumers. We want things fast. I want it convenient. I want it personalized to me. The, the most annoying thing is if, you know, Netflix is re- recommending shows I don't care about, right? I Be, be specific to something I'm going to like, you know, answer my questions on Amazon when, you know, something went wrong with the order, um, et cetera. And so we're seeing that exact same experience we want as consumers in B2C come to the B2B world. Um, and of course, it's now all digital. And, and I think we were headed towards digital. And then the pandemic, you know, really accelerated that adoption by like 10 or more years. So that's some of the trends that, that you know, we've seen. And, and the, the last piece I'd add is like, it's the expectation of speed and responsiveness as well that's changed. There's like no more waiting a day for a response, um, you know people will come to your website and leave within 10 to 20 seconds if you haven't engaged with them. And I think we had a drift uh, study last year that they expect a reply from a live chat within five seconds or less. So you really have to be, you know, right on the ball. So speed, speed kills, right? Um, Or lack of speed kills the deal, if you want to twist it that way. Uh, So, okay, that makes perfect sense. So now that we've got a little bit of context, let's get into this a little bit. Why is creating a digital experience then for your buyer so important? Yeah, I think um, we started to touch on this a little bit, right? But that's where they're doing the majority of their research when they're in the awareness and you know education phases of, of the buyer's journey. Um, they're doing it online now. And that means that's your website, that's social, SEO, blog, white papers, any content you're putting out. So marketing has become, you know, really, really important. It's always been, obviously, I I believe that as a marketer, but even more critical now. Um, We know HBR put out, uh, Harvard Business Review, excuse me, put out a a study that over, buyers do over 65% of their research before talking to sales. So that's the majority of their time, right, in the buying process, they're doing with before even engaging a salesperson, which means you have to give them the information they need to make an educated decision and get the information to talk to the right people within their company to move it forward. 
and, and if you don't deliver this, it's kind of to your point about speed and delivering on that value is that we know that 59% of customers will actually stop doing business with you after a bad experience. So they want that experience, not just in the buying process, but also when they become a customer of yours. And so it's really important to you know really delight your customers at every stage of their journey. I kind of think about it in terms of you know, revenue has three sources, right? You have new business, you have retention, and you have upsell and cross-sell. And all of that is, you know, focus on your customer. So I think about sort of trust as the new currency, right? And revenue is really measured by, by customer lifetime value today. Trust is the new currency. I think, I think there's the title for your next book uh, <laughs> right there. Uh, and I think you're right on. All right. Okay. So you mentioned something that I think I want to, um, peel back a little bit further. Um, and maybe I, maybe I couch it with a question, something like this. So um, if the buyer's journey has changed, become the majority of it, at, especially at the beginning, I think you said 65% most of the, okay, in the in digital journey. So um, if, if we're saying that, how do we actually, what, what are some ways maybe we can personalize a buyer's digital journey? How do we make it for them? If we're trying to delight them, how do we personalize it for them? Yeah, absolutely. So I'll uh, I'll talk about that from the marketing side, and I think we can get into a little bit later on on the sellers of how they can do it. So if you think about that, sixty five percent of the time, right before they're engaging with a salesperson, there's three main ways I, I think you personalize, and it's based on who they are, right at the account, like company level, but also at the contact level. Who is that exact persona? Is it a CFO? Is it a marketing director? Is it a VP of sales? Who is it? Then you combine that, that with where did they come from? Did they come from one of your paid ads? Was it organic SEO? Was it a webinar they attended? Are they researching on one of your high intent website pages, which could be like your pricing page, a blog, you know, a request a demo form? Um, so where are they coming from? And then what of your content are they engaging with? So when they're on your website, what are they looking at? Are they on your pricing page? What specifically are they engaging with? Are they looking at a customer story? And so when you combine who they are, where they came from, and what they're looking at, you can understand their intent. And so then you can engage with them in a more personalized way and greet them by name, for example. And if you don't have their exact, you know, their name as an individual, you can greet them as their company name, right? And then your message can be tailored to, oh, you know, thanks for, for watching that webinar on, you know, digital buying experiences. What did you think? And you can create that content to be, to be tailored to, um, what's relevant to them in that moment. Okay. So you've just laid out a, a wonderful kind of how we personalize the, the buyer's digital journey. Um, but from a sales perspective, right. And this is sales intelligence weekly. Um, how, how do you, uh, um, influence the digital buyer to be ready to talk with sales sooner? Yep. So this is this is so, so important and even more today because we actually Gartner put out a study it was super interesting that buyers only give five percent of their time to sales throughout their wait did you say five percent of your time to sales five five so like I'm a buyer I have a hundred percent of my time right for the buying process five percent of that is going to be with a salesperson. And a lot of that's going to be, as you know, you know, like towards the end of the deal, more in like the contracting piece. So this means exactly what you're saying. Like the salesperson needs to be delivering the perfect experience for their buyer. And how can they do that? And how can they influence right them to to engage 
you know, sooner and move them along faster is with the insights of who, where, what they're doing, right? And then starting a conversation, being human. Because at the end of the day, that's what buyers want, right? They want, as we talked about in the beginning, they want the easy, fast, personalized experience to get the information they need to move along in their decision, right? But also on the sales side for us as sellers to be able to move them through into pipeline, into a closed one opportunity faster. So to do this is really about meeting the buyer you know, when they're ready. So they might be on the website, but they're not ready to talk to sales yet. So it's not about sales jumping into a live chat and just bombarding that person, right? Let them get nurtured by the marketing team. And so that this is where alignment between sales and marketing is critical, right? Aligning on who your targeted counts are. So you're never missing the opportunity to engage with them. And then when they are ready for sales, when they are showing that high intent, letting sales have a conversation with them on the website. And then that conversation might start in a live chat, but it can move to a phone conversation. It can move to a video conference call, can move to a text, right? Or maybe it's even, you know, follow-up from the sales rep from, you know, leaving a, we have a video, for example, which is a really personalized video I could create or an email that um, is a follow-up to that prospect based on what you talked about in your conversation or what they were doing um, online. So I think really to influence them, you need to meet them with the right content and in the right format that they want, you know, when they want to talk to you. Okay. So you said something that is, is almost a dichotomy at this point. You said, and be human. We're talking about the, you know, digital buying experience here, right? And, and the digital buyer is, I don't want to say devoid of humanity. If that's not, that's not what we're saying, but we're certainly saying there's a time, what I heard you say is there's a time and a place to insert into the, the sales cycle with the salesperson. So how can you personalize the buying experience based on the actions the digital buyer has taken? Yeah, so it's, it's this is a great topic. So yes, it's digital, right? And so you're not always having a live human, but that doesn't mean the experience can't be human, right? You can still be very personable, even if some of it's automated and then connect them to a person to answer all their direct questions when they need it. So it's about that time, right? They say timing is everything. It is in life. It is in the sales process. So for example, one way that you can personalize the buying experience based on what actions they've taken is, um, you know, something we do with Drift is you can create a very specific, what we call a playbook. So this is a of flow, we're going to greet that buyer based on who they are, where they came from, what they're engaging with, right? So we can segment by vertical, by type of buyer, by target account, by, you know, UTM of where they came from. You can create a playbook for so many different like groups of, of uh, buyers and, and customers too, who come to your website, which is also an important group, and then greet them in a personalized way and move them through with the information they need um, to move you know, faster through the, the sales process, which they, they'll do when they're getting the information they need, right? To kind of check the boxes on their end. Um, and then if it's a target account, right? A lot of us have, you call it a whale account, VIP, whatever your name at your company for a target account, diamond account, is notifying the sales rep in real time. And sales uses Slack nowadays, right? They're on email, they're on browser, there might be Indrift or another app. Like you need to notify them in real time so they can jump into that conversation, right? And start a conversation with that target 
target account. Because if you know that it's someone already qualified, don't put them through more hoops of requalifying them. That's not personalized, right? The, the piece there is knowing that's a buyer who's ready to talk to a salesperson and we're going to alert them and, and bring them into the conversation. Yeah. So what advice, I mean, from this is, this is excellent. So from a product marketing perspective, from your perspective, what advice would you give to the sales rep, right? To prepare themselves to meet the customer where they are based on all of those previous things they've done in the digital buying experience or digital buying process, what advice would you give to sales on, on how to prepare themselves? Yeah. I mean, I think, um, you know, selfishly a little bit to promote, not to promote drip, but I guess a little bit is that we do have part of our, um, we have this dashboard for sellers that shows them all of this information. So they have one place to look that's showing them of their target accounts. So t- specific to me, you know, as a rep, I'm not seeing what all the other sellers get, like of my target accounts, who specifically from that account is coming, the name, the title, um, what are they engaging with? And so making sure that you're reviewing that information and understanding um, who is there, right? And and using that information of not only what are they browsing, but combining that with some of your own research. You always need to, you know, understand, was there a recent IPO? Was there, you know, a press release? What's going on at the company level? Um, who are they even like hiring for, right? There's a lot of research you can do about a company to understand what are maybe some of their challenges right now, right? That they're facing. What are some of their goals that they're looking to accomplish? Um, And so making sure that you combine that research with the insights you get from when they are, you know, on your website or digitally engaging with you. Okay. One of the words that you've used kind of strewn throughout our entire conversation is the word understanding or some, you know, variation, understand, understanding. Um, That is, uh, from our research as well, the primary intelligence, understanding buyer's needs uh, is is one of the most important things that salespeople can do, need to do in order to really impact the sales experience. If they've only got 5% of the buyer's time in their entire purchasing cycle, which is kind of mind blowing, right? (laughs) I mean, I'm the salesperson, you get 5%, 5% of your time. Um, you know, how do they, how can you use, I want to, I want more about these analytics that you were talking about. How can you use these analytics from this conversational intelligence to create better opportunities, to fine tune the sales experience, to increase those win rates? Yeah. And uh, understanding is key, right? Because if you boil down sales, it's even in these complex enterprise sales where there's six to eight people as part of the buying committee, there's procurement, there's IT, there's security, you name it. It still comes down to a little bit of an emotional sell, right? Are you, can you solve my problems? Do I trust you that you're going to be able to accomplish what you've said you're going to accomplish? So there's still a very person to person, human to human piece, right? And that's why I think about also trust as the new currency, because that's ultimately if you become on par with a competitor, who do I trust more? Who do I feel more of a relationship with? And so, you know, I think having those insights, right? Those, the conversational intelligence is helping us learn more about the buyer, right? Before they're even talking to sales so that that salesperson can understand them more, right? And be meeting them with the right words even, right? If you're in healthcare, using the right language to engage with them, understanding 
this might be your problem. Is, is this what I'm hearing correctly, right? Based on what you know about them already. Um, and, and then you can also recommend interesting content. I think there's a lot of, you don't know what you don't know sometimes, right? And so if you've been, if you've been understanding your buyer and what they've engaged with content-wise, as a seller, I can recommend a webinar that I know my marketing team is doing in a month, right? That's on a related topic that would be really interesting for them. I can send some content around, um, you know, whether that's a one pager or, you know, a past event or something of those of that nature. Um, in addition, those insights actually help you discover new members of the buying committee, right? So I mentioned in the enterprise world, at least you have six to eight buyers, excuse me, uh, stakeholders involved in, in a buying, you know, any type of software. And so with these insights, you can see maybe you've been outbounding on one or two people, right? That's been your sort of inroad into that account. But now you have insights to know that actually the CFO just came on your website. Wow. Like I want to tell that's, that's someone I want to talk to, but I want to understand what he or she is looking at first so that I can greet them with, you know, something again, more personal. And that's the big piece is like, when you do engage, it needs to be relevant. Otherwise, I don't care as a buyer if you're not helpful to me, right? It, it's a it's a turnoff. Um, and so engaging in the right way with the right content. Um, and then lastly, I think, you know, for sellers, but also for their supporting teams like ops teams and stuff, it's bringing sales ops, marketing ops, revenue ops, whatever, you know, team you have at your company it's using this conversational intelligence, right? All the data from these conversations into your CRM, into your marketing automation platform. So from a, you know, if it's your Salesforce, so you can report on, you know, how it's driving pipeline and revenue so that your anyone at your company has this view of how did I last engage with this buyer, right? With this customer, everybody has that 360 view of the customer. Um, and then you can use that to fuel customer marketing campaigns back up top of funnel, uh, you know, com- campaigns and uh, content and things like that. So um, fundamentally, uh, those of us that are um, maybe been in sales for a long time might look at something like this and say, look, how do I pretend- how do I even start to build trust when I've got 5%, right? digital purchasing, trust takes experience. It takes all this relationship, all this other stuff. You've just started to tell us a little bit how we can accelerate the beginnings of trust, which I would call credibility, right? Okay. So if, if we're creating credibility um, early on via these being, you know, bringing the right message to the right persona based on all of the intelligence that you've received, we're starting to accelerate um, that credibility early on, which may then open the door for trust to happen. Um, so what are the most important things that you can do when guiding the digital buyer? Yeah, I think it's it's make it personal and helpful to them, right? With the content that they need, answering their questions, listening to them. I think something you just said is so, is the answer, right? It's building credibility. I always say you have to earn the right right? To ask. Well said. Yeah. Right. Before you have to earn that right. And so how does a seller earn that right? This is, it's what we've talked about today. It's using the information that you've had, you have about them to, to start a conversation with them. Well, one, it starts even before the seller, right? With, for your marketing team, 
creating the right content, creating the right experience for them when they're in that 65% of, of their you know, research journey. And then when it gets to sales, when it is your turn, right, to, to be relevant to them and you're earning that right, you're helping them, you're providing them value. And then you can, you know, ask and, you know, ask maybe for something in return and move them forward. I think there's nothing that, you know, replaces a conversation, right? I mean, it's not like a a one-to-one conversation. It's ultimately still what we want as buyers, as sellers, you know, drift, even though we have these digital, you know, online conversations, it's all to drive to ultimately that seller and buyer conversation, whether that is a phone call in person, which is less common nowadays, right? Or video, but there's nothing to replace it. But before you can get there, you have to earn earn that trust and you have to use those conversational intelligence data and the other research you do to be able to do that. Nothing replaces good old fashioned conversations. Um, but what I'm hearing you say is the uh, how we guide the digital um, buyer is by creating relevance with ourselves, our product, what their need is, so that by the time we get to the conversation, we're not doing all of that fact-finding work. We have a lot of that information. It's accelerated the, the sales cycle, and now we're having a relevant, pointed conversation. Am I hearing that right? Exactly. It's not, hey, here is a product I can sell you. It's, hey, I understand this is your problem, Ryan, right? And here is how I can help you solve that problem. And here are the positive business outcomes, right? Or, you know, success you can expect to see. And so you're basically, you know, it's positioning your solution in a way that solves their problems and helps them achieve their goals rather than selling a product or a feature. Nobody buys products and features. People buy solutions to their problems to their problems all day it's not about the product and feature feature functionality selling is kind of dead it's now about solving problems in business need um that's well said aurelia you've been awesome this this has been a fun dynamic uh conversation you have not disappointed my friend thank you so much i'm glad ryan i had a lot of fun chatting with you so thank you again for for inviting me to join you And listeners, don't forget to check out the episode description on primary-intel.com slash podcast, where you'll be able to find free resources to help you improve your sales experience from both Drift and Primary Intelligence. Make sure to subscribe and tune in next week as we continue to explore topics on how to improve sales experience, increase win rates, and elevate sales enablement. In the meantime, check us out at primary-intel.com to find out more on how you can tap into your buyer feedback to win more deals. We'll see you next time.